I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. If, if I had everything I wanted in my life um, and there, the money was no issue, uh, I would have a, a cat sanctuary somewhere where, you know, cats could roam free and, um, you know, just, you know, maybe on a ranch, you know, here's the thing. Cats bring me so much joy and uh, there's nothing better than checking their mouths for cat breath after, you know, you spend $400 to get their teeth cleaned and knowing that what? it was a success. So I guess what I'm saying is I would be checking 39 different cat mouths and their breath on a ranch somewhere in Montana if money wasn't an issue. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Cash Daddies. You know what that means, right, Howie? Wednesday's for the readers, baby. It's for the readers. That's right. Evan, how are you? I'm burnt out. How are you? You know what? There's not a whole lot going on. It's been a choppy market, so nothing to write home about, but we got a lot to discuss. What about you, Howie? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, we had some interesting news today with the Fed and the interest rates, but it, we knew it was coming. We knew exactly what was going to happen, exactly what it happened. What we, we It went down a little. It came back. Um, yeah, and we're uh, we're going to get into that, dog. We're going to get into that. But first of all, uh, uh, I got to get some stuff out of the way. Uh, I will be performing with Chris Neff uh, this Saturday in Bakersfield at the well with my good friends, uh, Johnny Bettencourt and Daniel Betts. So come check it out. Go to samtriplee.com. Okay. Uh, also, uh, a lot of chatter on the Discord. I'm done with the impression. I'm too tired. A lot of chatter on the Discord, guys. If you haven't joined, get on there. Big news as well. We just hit 3,000 uh, followers on Twitter, which is pretty fucking cool. Right. Um, want to give a shout out to Cat Queefs. Um, you know, Cat Queefs is basically becoming like uh, the George Martin or the fifth Beatle of fucking Cash Daddies with his brilliant meme work. So Cat Keeps 27, we want to shout uh, shout out and work your balls. You're really, you're really Cat Queefs, you're the best. Oh, we love you, man. We love you. Cat Queefs, we love you. We love you. Howie, what is going <laughs> what on? What the fuck what just happened? What are you <laughs> So listen, so I'm in the Adir- I'm in the Adirondacks. When I left, I set like five mouse traps. I didn't see a mo- mouse for like a month and a half. I come in tonight, I was like, there's mice everywhere. Hold on, pull it back up and I'll get mom over here and we can get some porn going. Let's go, baby. What do you think? Oh, oh get her God. up here. Get her up. What's she going to do with that? Hold on. We Waiters, come here. That out. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, so <laughs> Howie, when did you become Matilda and turn into like the mouse catcher? Dude, I've been, listen. I've been mouse catching. For, I've been mouse catching for like 25 years, man. I put the guns away. I bring the traps out. It, it's it's like a smaller uh, species of the beaver. Okay. Um, and what I do is I just set these in. I put a little peanut butter on them, and they come and like, people are so good. Oh God, my neck got snapped in half. It's horrible. 
And, wow. You know, and then what do you do? Do you, do you mount the mouse in, in your fucking den that you're in when you're done? No, man. You just you, you put them in a bag and you bring them to the dump. You you're not selling the, the pelts? Well, you know, the pelts are, you know, I'm looking at the mouse and I can see how back in the day where the uh, Mohawk, Mohegan, Arondequoit, they probably ate these things. I would have. I mean, they're probably a delicacy. In China, they'd be fucking gold. Well, back then, they were eating New York City pizza, so I think they're a little less toxic now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that right. ain't a New York City subway rat, I'll tell you that. Those things, those Dude, things I've been tri- I've been tripped up by a subway rat. And by the way, when the pandemic hit, the cat, the literally, like Jay-Z said, the fucking, the, the fucking rat patrol was put on the cat patrol because some of those rats were like 15, 16 pounds, man. They were like this. They were like attacking ladies when you, trying to get proud of handbags. You say sorry to the rat when you hit it. Uh, listen, <laughs> I saw, I literally was coming down a stairway, getting on the one train, and I had a rat just shuffle and hit me in the right ankle and almost. You said, excuse me? me? <laughs> no, it was like Ronnie Lott fucking attacking like Jerry Rice. Was it sitting, I'm not kidding. It hit me was hard. It sitting on a bench reading the New York Post, <laughs> waiting for the A train? Uh, actually, it was the one train, and. Uh, the rat that hit me rubbed his fur against my leg and just looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? It's not your time. <laughs> um, so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's move on from rat talk. <laughs> I kind of feel uh, weird because this guy's like sitting here looking at me. He's just looking at me like, yo, let me go. Howie, Howie come on, man. Little respect. It was a, I mean, are you just going to let there and let it decompose? No, I'm, when I'm done, I'm going to put him on a fishing hook. I'm going to go catch a nice bass. How many of those have you caught? Uh, tonight, three. Wow, Jesus. Three. Uh, uh, you need your own uh, your your own show on the Nature Channel. Yeah, trapping <laughs> mice and beaver the Howie Dewey way. Well, you can trap beaver, which is something I have no luck in doing. So. Well, you gotta have some rap. You got unlike me, you, you gotta have a little rap. It's gotta be you know. It's got to be smooth, sedated, in through the outdoor. Oh, so you're basically telling me to drop roofies into prospective women's drink so I can have a chance at scoring some beaver? No, Is that no, what you're you stupid. You don't drop. Come on. That's the low. Dude, a little rep. Put up, put on those new shades you got from. Uh... I haven't got them yet. I'm waiting for my Felix Grays. I got the clear frames coming. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to maybe make some sort of effect. Dude. But you know what? It's the worst time because I don't know if you can see this. I got fucking uh, cat scratched by mom because I was doing a breath check on her. And she, I, sometimes I cuddled too, what, E? What the hell Turn is that? Did what you a, just say a breath, breath check? check? Yeah, I was doing what a breath check. What the fuck is it? You just said breath check? Yeah. What, 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 what is that? Well, here's the thing. I got mom's teeth cleaned because she had really bad cat breath, which is good and it's bad because I like the smell Cats of it. Cats have I, bad cat breath? Where have you been? I anyway. had a cat for 17 years. I never was like, come here, Mickey. By the way, my cat's name was Mickey. Hey, Mickey, come here. Look, exhale. What? what no, the- no, no, no. Well, you don't exhale. You force them to yawn a little bit, and they go, <gasps> and then you can smell the cat breath. Anyway, I was yeah. doing a breath check on her because I'd recently got her teeth cleaned, and I wanted to see if the teeth cleaned when they removed the plaque had gotten rid of her breath, her bad cat breath, and it did, but she, she kind of yawned. She wasn't mad at me. She's kind of went, oh, like that, and like got me right there. So I was bleeding for like uh, a day and a half. Well, half look, day. back to the roofie shit. Look, Wait, I'm going to give you a little advice. <laughs> here's, here's, you know, here's what you got to do. From this. Forget yeah. about roofie. 
And I know, you know, that's definitely not your generation. Uh, we stopped roofing and chicks. What do they I use now in your generation, E? <laughs> Consent. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. Well done, E. Well done. I don't know. Um, consent usually works. Yeah. That's something, you know. Yep. Most times. Um, there, there's a little thing we learned in kindergarten. Maybe you weren't taught that, fellas. It's called good touch, bad touch. I, I don't know. It worked when I was at Ithaca College. Jesus Christ. Easy. Um, so, Neff, here's the thing. Yeah. Look, you take your fucking hat off. You put your ponytail on. You go out to a bar and you tell right. chicks... That, yeah, so not in the bun, not in the there, bun and no, full tail. There you go. And you find okay. girls and you say, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I don't know. I've been a big reader of uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Hemingway, but, you know, I, I found my way. I, I, I like to write poetry because you look like one of those fucking, you look like a guy that could write like some sort of like, I don't know. I look like a homosexual is what poem. you're saying. No, chicks, hot chicks dig that shit. They're like, what? I just want you to go home and read poetry to me. You go, you read them a few poems. The next thing you know, you're fucking knee deep in muff. That's the way it is. <laughs> poems about my cats? No, not about your goddamn cats. You, you say, you know, I'm a nature. You call yourself like the new nature boy. I like trees. What am I, that, that guy, that, that bird poet, Seth, what's his name, that everybody fucking hates in New York City? The bird I guy? I don't. Oh, the one that lives in Idaho? The one that slams all good comedy because he's a fucking girl? I, I, I don't even fu- look. I'm trying to help you out here. You're not going really. That's not Simons. really. Seth Simons. Yeah, that fucking weird. Listen, you got it. You go out, you, you go to a bar and you're like, oh, I'm a little tired. I need a beer. Why are you tired? I don't, I don't drink, Just- Howie. What am I going to do? Go get a non alcoholic beer? Yeah, you know what you do? That doesn't you look weird. Yeah. You say, I can't drink real alcohol because I just got done climbing Mount Washington in 4.3 hours because that's what I do. I climb cliffs. I fucking I talk to birds and I write poetry. And you're that's, gonna get a blow job impossible. in like 15 minutes. That's impossible. I I got. You've my never hand. tried it. You've never. No, tried it. no. I went and got my grip strength tested, and my doctor said you have the grip strength of an 11 year old girl. They're not gonna believe that I'm out rock climbing. Okay. Well, that's testing? something you want to tell a chick. Chris. Uh, why oh, by testing? the way, I want to come home and slap you in the ass, but there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I, I can't I, even I, beat I, off because I got the. I had I, you remember remember those G.I. Joe super grip? That's damn right I do. Man. The Kung Fu grip. Beastie Boys wrote a song about it. E. I had tendonitis in both of my arms because I did a lot of manual labor for a lot of years. And what did you do? What did I do? Yeah. I fucking humped treadmills up fucking flights of stairs. I you call that stairs. manual labor? Yeah, when there's 80 stairs. You never picked up 80 going. pound bales of hay for a summer, just threw them up in the fucking top. You call it treadmills are you shitting me dude i I will give it to him those things are heavy as fuck howie i my back is permanently disabled from years and years of abuse (laughs) of fucking treadmill wear and tear up up and down flights of stairs okay do a couple do a couple sit-ups every day and you'll you'll strengthen that do i look like two sit-ups seriously do you think that's my problem dude get up in the morning do 50 push-ups write some poems and just Believe it. Believe that you can write poetry. That way, when you go to the bar, you can be like, "Yeah, I wrote six poems today." So I get the, the. So the plan is: hair up, ponytail, poetry book, O'Doul's equals puss bait. Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. I'm getting gun. 
Yeah, I, I, Evan, Evan's not agreeing here, and neither am I. Let's can we move on to uh, important topics like stocks? We should probably get to you know some yeah. investing stuff. Yeah, let's get to the Powell thing, okay? Because I know our readers do tune in for a little bit more than cat breath and fucking poetry talk, okay? Trying to help you. Trying to all help right, you. not very well. Um, uh, so first of all, we got to bring up Powell. Obviously, the market has been waiting for Powell to speak, and you know what? He really didn't say anything that scared me or uh, probably scared all the rich people because we're not going to raise rates and money's still going to be cheap to borrow. He's obviously concerned about unemployment. He, uh, uh, but it looks like we're just staying the course. We're talking we're about stay, We're staying the course, but they were, they were like, listen, inflation's coming. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. It's, it's hitting now. It's coming. They will raise rates. It's going to happen. Just not yet. Yeah. But we're talking to 2023. I don't know about that. I think it's going to happen much quicker than that. I think we'll raise rates way before that. I I, I don't think so. Uh, I think um, I think this. Twenty twenty. You don't think we're going to raise rates for another two years? No, I don't. I think this is going to be a slow, slow approach to rebuilding the economy. I think Powell's biggest concern is unemployment. Obviously, um, um, the black and Hispanic population is uh, is is still not being treated fairly, and they're not getting the work they deserve. Uh, so I think that's the, the, the focus right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. What that's what I took away from up. what he said. Well, I, I looked, I looked it up and it says federal reserve officials project rate increases in 2023. I it's think, it, happen, I think we'll be up a quarter basis point, uh, in 2022. No. Okay. Idea. Okay. Can you bet, would you like to bet a hundred dollars on that? Because Absolutely. you're probably going to, can you write it down? E? Cause he's probably going to win the hundred dollar bet on me saying blackberries going to 20 and I only have a week left. 0.25, so uh, Quarter basis point by the end of 2022. No, you got to bet. You got to bet. Hundred dollars. Yeah, put it. Put it. Put in the book. It's not happening. And by the uh, way, BlackBerry is is fucked. I think I'm fucked on that. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Speaking of fucked, um, you know, you're gonna win and you're gonna lose in life, as I've explained many times. And a lot of people are giving you know a shit about her AMC puts, and I don't like the way they look. And um, if I lose, I lose. And I will give respect to the apes as, as necessary. Um, I don't like the way they're looking. I'll be co- completely honest with you. I think AMC has retard strength. Um, I don't think it's, it's going to settle below 30 uh, by July uh, 8th when my puts expire. What are your thoughts on that, Howie? Um, I think <coughs> really going to be interesting. Um, you know, I still don't think we're out of it yet. I mean... Uh, when it finished today, it's like what 50, 52. I don't know. Let me check. Yeah, 50, 55 right now. Um, and here's the thing though I read some serious information today on insider selling, which is much more than I originally thought it was. I think these things, you know what? We may not, it's going to tank. I think we're good. I think our July 2nds are okay. No, uh, July 16th. 16s. Uh, I have the 49s, 45s. Oh, yeah. See, I've got, I'm holding $18 strikes on July 16th. Look, it's not out of the question thought. this thing drops 25 points because uh, the articles are coming out on all the insiders. that they're, And it's not just 4,000, 5,000. It's a shitload of stock that these insiders are selling. So basically what these insiders are doing is they're, they're going to happy hours together, 8 to 10 at a time. And they're basically drinking shots and say, on the count of three, Wall Street bets. And they're like, thank you so much, guys. We love you. 
and they're gonna sell, and this fucking thing is gonna go to like eight or nine bucks. It's gonna happen. I I, I don't think it is. Um, I think uh, I think I, we made the wrong trade on this. Um, well, no, I th- we were too early. There's no doubt, and I admit. Well, I, but I, and going back to that, like you know, there's I say this all the time. You know, Burry's famous for saying, um, uh, "I may have been early, but I wasn't wrong." Well, you know what? If you are early, you are fucking wrong. Okay. Because if unless you keep throwing money at it and you throw more money on it every time you're you were you were wrong, then you're wrong. And I'm not going to continue to try and short something that I personally believe is a movement um, for the right or wrong reasons, whatever they're behind it for. But again, this goes back to my theory that AMC is Doge, and it doesn't have to have any value if the marketplace says, you know what, too bad, we're assigning it value because we're misguided, we're trying to fuck the hedge funds, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't matter. They've assigned it value. And I don't think they're going to, they're going to let go of their shares, the retail crowd. And I think they'll just keep buying more on the dips. That's my personal take. So how long do you think this is going to happen? How long is it going to stay? I think what you're going to see is the same thing that AMC, uh, uh, GME's done. I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to go down. I think Chris, it's going to go up. GME is starting to really drop. Well, again, you want to talk about uh, perceived value? Um, I, every time I go on Wall Street Bets, I see more people saying, fuck, it's a 220. Perfect time for me to average down and buy more. Okay, that's Wall Street Bets. That's guys with two, three, four hundred bucks. What do you think these no, hedges- No, it's not two or three hundred dollars. I've seen these screenshots where people are like, guess what? I did my DD. I'm all in on my IRA. And we're talking 80,000, 100,000. Okay, 80,000. What about these hedge funds with, with 80, 100 million? What about them? What are These they guys do? are buying, they're pumping this thing up. And at some point they're going to unload. Uh, that, that, that's what I really, truly think. I think when these hedgies unload, we're going to see the real power. It's, and I'm not for it. I, I don't think it's right. I'm not for it, but I think it's going to happen. Unfortunately. I mean, I mean going back to AMC, I think it's going to do the same thing. I think maybe the top on this is somewhere around $80, $90. If it goes, I don't see it going over 100 And then I think it'll retrace, just like we saw GME did, maybe go down to 30 or 40 and then people will buy. And it's just going to keep getting – I mean, the, G, the, G, the GME chart kind of looks good, to be honest. Well, well it looks good about it. I, I'm holding it. it because I bought the dip at 220 and I think it'll head back up. What looks look look at the GME chart because I want to pull it up right now. He's got, got it. it. Um, look at this. I mean, it's, it's it's higher highs, higher lows. Let's look at the if you look at the if you look at the I don't know the three month on it. Here's the deal with the three month. It's at two twenty three right now. If it drops to two fifteen. It's going right to 170, no ifs, ands, or buts. If it goes below 215, it's going right to 170. The smartest guy that I know on Wall Street, and I'm sorry, I'll argue with anybody on this, he's Art Cashin. He started with Payne Weber, UBS, Payne Weber, Art Cashin. He's an old crusty bastard. And he came out. He's like that old asshole that did the commercials that, that were like, we earn our money the hard way. No, he's actually actually a cool dude. That was Smith Barney. (laughs) That was Smith Barney. Um, Art Cash is an old crusty bastard, but he said, you know, he said this meme stuff. He goes, I can give you seven different scenarios since 1950 where we've seen the same goddamn thing. And he said, they're going to crash. 
it's going to happen. I don't know when it could be tomorrow. It could be a year from now. And, and, you know, and that's honesty. You and I bet it would be sooner than later. And I'll tell you what, I'm the first. You guys that bought AMC 18 and you said, Howie, you don't know you're different. And you made money. God bless you. I'm glad you made money. But they haven't made money unless, unless they've sold. And that's what I'm telling you. If you own AMC and you made a nice profit, get the fuck out. Sell. Sell. Put your money in the market and go back and relax. You shake his head. I agree with Howie. Diamond hands, baby. No, yeah, that shit to the moon. Here's yeah. the problem. What about all the people that bought GME at like fucking 200 and they've seen this thing go up to three and they're back to two? They're, they haven't made any money. So the, my point is, swing the fuck out of these things. Make your money. Yes. And guess what? There'll be another one in a week. Chris but if you're right. waiting, but if you're Chris waiting right. for GME to hit 500 or a thousand, it's not gonna fucking happen. If no. you think AMC is going to fucking 250 or 300, it's not gonna happen. No, it's not. Man. So my point is, have an exit strategy. You made money, get out of the trade and wait for the next meme because there's gonna yeah. be another one. Yeah, That's I don't why get they swing it. trade these fucking things. Guys, the hedge funds are swinging it. The hedge funds got hundreds of millions of dollars in this thing. And when it goes up seven, eight points, they sell. They buy it back, they sell. They don't hold this shit because they know it's a joke. It's like playing the roulette wheel. It's the same shit. You win four or five in a row, run, baby. Get your money and cash out. Retail hodls, okay? Wall Street trades. There's a big fucking difference. And that's the thing I'd like to remind people that are holding. Um, real quick before we, cause I know we're going to do a lot of reader questions today, but I want to knock a couple things out guys. Uh, Michael Burry, um, followed us and, um, I think I called him King of the Gay Bears and he unfollowed us. Yeah, he's Way back. Way to go, Chris. Did he Way followed us or unblocked us? Oh, excuse me. He unblocked yeah, us. That's a big difference. Us. Yeah. yeah. The point is he, apparently he took a 10 week hiatus uh, off Twitter and he's back and he's in the news again because he says we're in the biggest fucking bubble of all time. And he is He's probably right. <laughs> yeah, he is probably right. I mean, I mean, the, the man's track record is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah you know, he, I, he is. And he, he's as good as there is. And of course, you know, he called uh, games uh, and excuse me, GameStop. Uh, I think he sold at 20, but you know, he was in it like $3. So he made a lot of money on GameStop. He and shorted then, the shit out of Tesla. He still is short on Tesla. And, and, and I love the I fact this, I love the fact this guy, they interview him and he comes right out and he says, are you still short Tesla? Yeah. I'll yeah. probably short more. It's a piece of shit. I love the fact he comes right. He's like, fuck Elon Musk. This this stock is garbage. Speaking of that, my mom test drove the S because she was like, I love Elon. And I'm like, mom, Elon is not cool. By the way, she's going to be in town July. And I was thinking I could have her on the pod if you guys would like to meet her. Yeah, you bar. should. You should. Anyway, she she, she, she took out. We won't the, talk uh, about the way you're transgender. We won't say a thing. Oh, she wouldn't care. She's very supportive. Um, she test drove this plaid, or not plaid, the, the, no, the Y. She got the Y. And she said, I, I, after driving it for three days, I'm, I'm going to buy another BMW. And I said, why? And she goes, because I felt like I was in a fucking tin can. She said, it didn't feel solid. She said, yes. It, it, the acceleration was amazing. But she said, nothing corners like my BMW. And I'm just going to buy another BMW. So... By the way, uh, ours broke down yesterday, and it's done. Your Tesla? Our X3 BMW. So my girlfriend is literally in Troy right now, and I'm like, you know, there's other cars out there. And she's like, yeah, there is. 
but guess what? I'm buying another BMW because I like them and I deserve it. And I'm like, okay. So I, I got a Chrysler 300 out here in the driveway right now. Quick and side note. By the way, I like it. Yep. The Tesla Plaid that he just dropped is yep. insanely fat. 1.99 seconds, zero to 60. I haven't been two in seconds, one. Two and seconds. I, re- I really think we all got to get in one, but I will tell you this right now and you can mark my words. That Cybertruck is going to be the Edsel of the automotive industry. F-150. F-150. I have an F-150 and I love it. But the, uh, with, but the, the, one, the, the EV that they have out, I've talked to five people that have sat and they're like, this is insane. You can charge yeah. your home for three days. Yeah. Truck. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The just, truck can charge your, the truck. And I want to say, tell me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it go for what? 250, 275 before a charge? I think that's what it is. Price. No, he's talking range. Yeah, range. 250, That was That now. was the biggest reason my mom said she didn't want the the uh, the Y was because she was like, I did a bunch of like searching to where I like to drive up in the mountains. And she goes, I'm afraid if I go to this one spot, I'm not going to be able to charge and get home. And I was like, I totally get it. So go, you know, get your BMW and be happy. And she lives um, up in uh, up in the, uh, the Boise. Yes. He lives in Boise. So, but going back to what we were saying, you know, are we in a bubble? We keep having a lot of people talking about this. We talked about it last week. Um, I think with what we've seen Powell say, which is steady Eddie, um, I don't think you can play this market waiting, waiting for a crash. I just don't see it happening. No, Um, I I agree. I don't think we're going to (laughs) crash. I think you're going to get a Monday where, oh man, the market's down 5%. Then you get a little dead cat bounce. Then Thursday, the market's down 3%. I think it's going to be a two, three month. All of a sudden, holy shit, man, we're down 33% from the high. I think that's what we're going to get this time. That's beyond correction territory. You got to have stops in people. You got to have stops involved. um, Real quick, because I want to do this, talk about this before we get into the reader questions. There's big news on DraftKings. Uh, obviously Hindenburg put out a major, major short position out and uh, simultaneously releasing their hit piece on them. How you and I have been tracking DraftKings for a while. We think it's undervalued uh, after it's massive, you know, high. I bought it today. Um, I'm, I'm in for this long haul. Um, I read the report. Um, Hindenburg famously slammed Tesla last November, or not Tesla, Nikola last November, and they were absolutely right. Um, and, and in fact, I bought puts on it and they, their, their DD on, on Nikola was stellar and it did affect the, you know, the share price of Nikola, which is, but they're wrong about a lot of shit. They're wrong. A lot about a shit with DraftKings. And that's, that's what I want to point out is DraftKings is spending a ton of money on marketing. They're playing the long game here and saying we want, and they're not making money. There's no question. They're not making money. But they want Draft Kings is a fucking winner. It's long term. It's a winner. <clears throat> yeah, especially at this price. Now, here's the thing. One of the biggest the- their uh, portions of their thesis was there's so much insider trading going on at DraftKings. I think that's perfectly fucking normal. Who cares? We exactly. We uh, insider selling. I don't know if I just said trading, um, but that's perfectly normal to take profits after you know a spac like this. Now the problem is they're saying SBT. Uh, which is the interface that platforms a lot of, of their gaming is working with the mob um, is working in the black markets and um, 
somebody came out today and did some research and said, well, that, that accounts for 1% of, you know, their revenue. And if that is the case, they will, they will figure out a way to spin this to, to, to not make it as bad as it looks in my eyes. And I, and obviously you saw today, the market didn't overreact to Hindenburg on this. Um, I think it's a great company. Uh, I think they're going to be huge. In well, here's why you buy DraftKings. You buy it for one reason. Do I, you bought it today. You're not going to get hurt. Do I think it's going to go to 45? I do. I could be wrong. You got in at a very good price, no matter what happens, because New Jersey, that's where DraftKings is just pumping money. FanDuel DraftKings right in New Jersey. Well, about 300 yards across the river, there's a little place called Manhattan. And a lot of these guys that like to trade stocks down Wall Street, they also like to bet college football on Saturday. And when New York State does pass the full gambling legislation, which it has in Schenectady, New York, up in Little Lee's neighborhood right now, you can walk, you can take a Little Lee can leave his uh, house. And in 25 minutes, he's betting the San Francisco 49ers on a Sunday in a casino. He can do it. When they pass this shit in New York, which they're going to at some point because they're broke, they have to. Marijuana and gambling's next. Guess yeah. what? You're going to see DraftKings. You're going to see ATM DraftKings in every sports bar in New York City. That fucking stock is going to be at four or $500. There's no doubt. Yeah. And, and of course, Kathy Wood bought the tip yesterday. So, you know, I, you know, I saw that. And that's, you know, that's the first time <laughs> I've seen her buy something where I'm like, finally finally she bought something yeah and that was i think it was a good buy um what do you guys think should we get on to reader questions i want to say one more thing which i think is the most bizarre thing that i've seen in maybe 20 years a woman uh, i sent you guys a thing yesterday on ocgn's chart i've never seen anything more shady conspiracy theory than that goddamn chart. That's that's a scary OCGN. If you pull up their six month chart, that is the shadiest thing I've ever seen in my entire you life. The pump and dump. That that is like there's five dudes in there with fifty million dollars, and they're like, "All right, man, just look at this shit." I mean, tell me that's not happening again. What the fuck? That's like, that's like it's twin brother getting ready to spike up one more time. Oh, so you think we're going to see another pop? Look, look at, look at this. It, I mean, it's like almost identical. It's if you read that chart, if you look at OCGN, and you're looking at today, zoom out. Can you zoom out and hit the six month? You're almost yeah. The six month is like even scary. Yeah, this is on the six month. It was just yeah. That's the six month chart. Like if you look, you got a bottom right. You got a bottom right here before it goes back. Right there, yep. April twentieth. It's at well, I don't know what what. Five fifty two. Five fifty two. Look at the peak. I'm just gonna say it's fifteen. Yeah, fifteen sixty eight. Look where it is now. Look where it is right now. So are we going back to fifteen? I mean, God, you know, I'm almost. I, I I'm like, if I got half a brain, I'm gonna throw some calls in there. Yeah, but what about stock. all this fucking bad news, bad press? I, I haven't been following it because I got out of it, but last I heard, you know, it was not looking good. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about it. There's 55 vaccines better. The stock looked, but if you look at that chart, 
it's like these dudes are like, yeah, let's do it one more time, man. <laughs> let's have one more party and pump this thing up to 14, 15, and let's do it and let's drop it down to two. That's the shady. I looked at that chart today. I'm like, wow. I, I like the, I like the stock, but I, after the news, that's got that's what's got me. Uh, COVID's well, over. That's where you should buy more, kid. Buy more yeah. on that shit news. Yeah, but COVID's over. Uh, not, not not in India, not in uh, Japan. Okay. Not okay. where the Olympics are this summer. They got okay. a real problem over there. They okay. got a problem in Japan. Are they going to even have it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Well, you know what? They may have it, but we got a long distance runner. <laughs> oh, fuck. One of the top female runners in the world that just blamed steroids on a burrito. Did you see that? What? You can get steroids from a burrito? If that was true, I would She tested be able to positive for steroids because, and she said because she caught a bad burrito and the burrito had steroids. Listen, if I catch I a bad enough, burrito, I'm you blamed a, you blamed a lot of shit on burritos, but it was like shit in the diaper you were wearing yeah, on a cake. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's like a, the Mendita spirit guy saying, like, his horse drank whatever, yeah. got steroids in his system. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, guys, uh, e, r- before we do, readers, we do have to talk about this. Guys, a- Airbnb. Um, uh, Rapist. We, we, Rapist. We, <laughs> Rapist. The thing. I didn't know that there were fixers in this industry. Dude, I almost smacked you in the head. You're like, did you? I'm like, every dude never even I, crossed my mind they basically have the wolf from pulp fiction that comes in when they find a dead hooker and they're like clean this up we gotta go we gotta we gotta flip well, this room Chris, we got Chris, a family of five they, they coming have, in tomorrow they have between 50 and 100 wolves um i'm just gonna say this right now i'm not gonna mention names but i know yeah. a person that works for an extremely large company yeah and when there's a human resources problem whether it has to do with <clears throat> sexism racism they bring the wolf in and the wolf goes in and he talks and the problems go away and that happens at every major corporation in america yeah they're called fixers i've seen michael clayton but this this press that broke was was rape well, I like the order? fact that they, right, had, they, we, they I like the fact they had a hundred million dollars just put away for oh, yeah. it. We gotta slow down. We gotta slow down. So okay. a, a lot of people probably have no idea what we're talking about. Can, so can you explain what's Okay, so here? what happened is Airbnb, um, uh, somebody I don't know who broke the story, but somebody high up that was in I think the Clinton administration. Um, oh God, thank God Sam's not on the show right now. <laughs> oh, of course it's Hillary. Don't. You're not Liz. I've been telling you that for years. Guys, Liz, okay? guys, they're fucking dirty, okay? Baby blood. Clint Foundation. Clint's yeah, no. been fucking them all. He's got a 10-foot anyway, dick. Anyway, the article, uh, they, they got an interview from this guy, and he was like, yeah, I was working as a fixer for Airbnb, and it was the most stressful job I ever had. I had to go in there where the woman that was raped and settled, like pay her $7 million to, you know, uh, say well, the, that- Air- First of all, the problem was this. She rented out an Airbnb. She went out with her friends. She decided to go home early. She goes home, opens up her Airbnb, locks the door behind her, and some fucking fucknut jumps out of a closet in the Airbnb that she's bought, yeah. rented, and he jumps her, rapes her. That's a problem. That was, I think, the one in Florida that got murdered. There was one on 37th Street. Well, she in New lived. York. She lived. She lived. Okay. Well, one got murdered because they showed her uh, her obituary. But the one in New York City, you know, she rents something. I think it was like West Side, like 37th and 8th or something. 
she gets into her apartment she's having a good time and then the guy's got an extra set of keys goes in there and rapes her they that's caught what him, i just talked God. about that yeah, was in I'm, ta- City. I'm talking about the woman in florida that that ended up in dead storage i didn't know about that yeah she's dead and then you hear about uh uh people that own their airbnbs and they come back is this her <laughs> oh my god it just okay. keeps coming back huh yep yep hey call back. julie you didn't make it out all anyway, right okay anyway <laughs> there's been stories about people who are you know the lessers you know who airbnb their place and they get home and then they're finding like dead body parts in the garbage disposal jesus they, i never heard that I never oh heard yeah that. body parts and they got to call airbnb <laughs> let me tell you this if i got home and i found a limb okay in like one of like the cat toy boxes i'm calling airbnb and i'm holding them hostage i'm saying this, you pay me five million dollars i want half a million now correct or i'm going to the press yes so yes. the fact that there's a team with a hundred million dollars and a blank checkbook to solve these problems i find fascinating because what we heard is only the tip of the iceberg it's only a matter of time until somebody writes a book about this and talks about the Airbnb real horror stories. But I guess my question is, how is this legal? How is it legal to cover cover this kind of like serious crime? I mean, are they it's 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 not it's not legal, Chris. It's it's what's been going on in the corporate world for hundreds of years. It's it's whatever you have a corporation, I don't care if it's financial or uh 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 communications tv the first thing they do is they hire these dudes they put them on retainer they have a salary and when there's a situation they're like this is a situation how long will it take you and they go i'll tell you what docs (laughs) cash daddy's needs its own fixer and daddy's the man to do it okay (laughs) exactly what they do man it's like i mean i've i've seen it i i've I, I, I know a couple guys who know guys that do that type. And now I will say this, it's really deep. It's you're, you're never, they're always a third party. They don't work right. for the company, right? They're contractors. They're contractors. There's some contractors. And when there's a real problem, they'll hire what's called a reputation doc, uh, a reputation guy. I don't want to say that word. Um, they'll hire a reputation guy who Crisis then goes manager. Up, he gets three or four or five of these guys and brings them in. Look, I've, I saw it on the sports stuff. I'm going to say this one time. There was an NBA team. I'm not even going to tell you I know this. Evan knows. There was an NBA team, and they had a player. Oh, yeah. Who was, I don't know. Had a huge cock and loved road pussy. Uh, no. he, he had a lot of points last night in the game. But anyways, uh, <laughs> okay, he, he got in a situation where uh, somebody... Eight girls were swinging from his dick at the same time. N- no, only one, but she took pictures. Oh, boy. And some of them weren't great pictures. And the way it works is this. The organization, the team that he played for, it's a business. It's a business. And the first thing he does is he goes to the head of security for that particular team. And he says, I got a problem. And they say, what's the problem? You have to be totally honest with us so that we can take care of it. The first phone call goes out to a silent reputation crisis guy. The crisis guy gets all the information. 
And then he hires two or three guys under him. And that's when everything gets put in motion. And they find out within an hour who this woman <laughs> talked to, who she deals with, who her old boyfriends are, who her family is, blah, blah. And, and usually they try to take care of it within 24 hours. And in this particular situation, they did. They, they took just, care of they it. They just so pay fast. her off and boom. Uh, in this situation, there was no payoff. There was other uh, things. It's just like um, they shake her. They shake it's, her and say, hey. trust me, it's not always a payoff. It's right. things that use your imagination. It's, it's, yeah. it's like, don't do this again. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know how it works. I, I've seen it happen and uh, it, it works in different ways. Uh, okay. I think we better get to the reader questions because we got a ton, right, Lily? Uh, yeah. And Wednesdays oh. are for readers. Right, right, right. Uh, before we <laughs> see, I'm kind of putting it off, but before we get into that, Silent DJ <laughs> made these renditions of us. So there's, there's okay. Sam. Dude, okay. Sam's got a nice ass. Yeah. Well, look, wait till you see yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. What are these going to be? Emojis on the. Oh, fuck, Mary, kill. I think they already are. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, E. Yours is by far the worst. Oh, my God. This you look like, you really look like you're on a beach. Dumper. <laughs> Lily looks like he's on a beach in California, just like trolling for dick. <laughs> notice, notice who was absent from those pictures. Well, yeah, because you're in the you're in the. You already used to be a woman. Oh, <laughs> used to be. Those are those are horrible. Oh, All right, um, we'll get into questions. This guy wants to know: Are you guys bullish on gold mining stocks with potential inflation? I would definitely. I would definitely hold five to ten percent gold. Uh, uh, in in stocks or actual um, paper, paper gold. Stocks. No, you you can buy an ETF, buy a gold ETF, man. I but mean, that's but, the but he's way saying, to go. but he's saying, do you want to get even more speculative and and, and buy into a mining company? It's riskier. I I wouldn't. I would just no. buy. Uh, I want to say it's. Uh, I'm looking at right now. I think the ATF is, I think it's A A U W. There's an ATF gold uh AU. That's all right. We'll 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 pop it up on the screen. Uh, on that note, Paul, it sounds like Paul Tudor Jones is all in on inflation bets, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's moving to gold. It certainly sounds like he is. Go ten percent. Uh, you don't want to go any higher than that. Ten percent. All right. Uh Next one, what are some good indicators? This kind of goes back into the OCG and conversation. What are some good indicators for stock manipulation? Wow. You know, um, volume, when, when a lot of volume. When you see a stock that has no – the fundam, fundamentals are horrible. Geez, I'll give you a good one. I don't know, AMC. When you, when you see a stock that's losing billions of dollars that has no chance of coming back but the price keeps going up, that's manipulation. Well, and you can look at insider selling as well, um, to you know, to a certain degree. Sometimes, and sometimes, sometimes. All right, uh, little Johnny Rockfuck. Uh, if you had to put all your money into either Apple shares or Bitcoin and hold for ten years, what would you choose? This is an interesting question because I think it's it's one of those questions where I think you know the answer right away. Uh, I actually read this before, and I was like, that's not as easy as uh, answer as I would think it would be. But gun to my head, I'm buying Apple all day. I'm going to ask you, before I even answer, I'm going to say, what's your risk tolerance? 
That's my question. He's saying everything. If you got to put everything into one, what are you doing? Again, your risk tolerance. Like if you have a higher chance of, in my opinion, we don't understand Bitcoin yet. It's it's still, it's still uh, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, uh, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Merrill Lynch, five percent holding. Um, Apple, they make a real thing. Yeah, it's and that's like, why I'm always going to defer to the tangible asset. Yeah, actually has a track record as opposed to Bitcoin. Sure, you can look back at these charts and say it's gonna it's gonna do its thing every four years, but I think this time is different. I don't think we're going to see these massive retracements of, you know, 80%. But at the same time, I think we have competitors in the space that are going to be more attractive uh, because there's competition in the space. And I, to be honest, I keep hearing this idea that Bitcoin is dated. You know, there are other players in this industry now. Um, you know, the thing that Bitcoin's always going to be having going for it is, you know, it is the scarcity level. They're not going to make it's a good buy right now, though. I, I think Bitcoin, if you're going to buy it, you should buy it now. That's a good buy. Here's something that I could put out. I bought it at 37 back in January or February. So I'm, I'm maybe up one or 2% on it. I bought, you know, Apple. I mean, I've owned Apple many times in ETFs over the years before I, I got actively trading, but I'm holding Apple from, let's say, nine months ago and I'm up 15%. I'm going to take, I'm, I, I'm going to go with the proven product if I have to choose. And it's not just a proven product. It's an amazing company that's innovative. That's the other thing. How is Bitcoin ever going to innovate itself? I don't know if you can answer that. Apple's always going to, and this is what great companies do. Great companies don't just put out great products. They put out better products the next time. And I don't think Bitcoin can do that. Okay. There's my take. Um. Lucas says if we need a jockey to DM him for Cash Daddy, and he also wants to know our favorite dividend picks under $50. Uh, I don't know what FSK is trading at, but that is definitely my high yield dividend stock that I am never planning on uh, you know, removing from my portfolio. Um, I don't. I think the yield's over 10%. Um, at 2262. Is, it, is that what it's trading at? Yeah. Yeah, buy FSK. And the yield is 10.61. Fucking buy it. It's a no-brainer. I just put it in there and I don't even look at it. So he, he wants high yielding stocks? High yielding dividend stocks. Oh God, man. There, there's and that's probably what everybody should be in right now, man. I mean, any bank stock, I mean Verizon. <laughs> shit, man. The other day I was looking at the I mean, the one that I love the best, and I'm not afraid to say it, god damn IBM. It's at 147.69. I bought calls on it when it was at 149 two days ago. I still love them. I went out to October. But if you look at IBM, guys, shit, the yield's at 4.4%. It's a growth stock. It's got a low beta, 1.22 with a 4.4%. You can't beat IBM right now. That's a great buy. You know, and a quick aside, because we get a lot of people asking about technicals and, um, you know, how do I read charts? It's very important that everybody remember that uh, Valley, the god from the Discord, who is an amazing contributor, he takes our weekly picks and then he does TA analysis on all of them, whether it be crypto, whether it be you know a stock. And uh, we, retweet, we retweet that. He puts it out on YouTube. It's usually about an hour. But if you do buy one of our picks, take a look and see how he reacts to them. 
um, because he, his analysis is amazing. There's, um, it, it's, I've learned more from watching that channel than I have. No, in, I like I him. Know, I like the last him. three good. months. He's, he's really solid. He's good. He's so, very thorough. Yeah. And that's another tool th that I recommend to the readers when it comes to, to it, just learning, picking up information, especially when it comes yeah. to technical analysis. So uh, segueing into that, Cryptics wants to know what is the best book for learning or refreshing technical analysis that you guys would recommend? The best what? Book. Oh, book. God damn it, man. Anything that Phil Roth has ever written, uh, and I'll say this a thousand times because Phil Roth, R-O-T-H, he's the godfather, man. This dude, he's been doing that shit forever. He's just, <laughs> Phil Roth, as far as technical analysis, uh, that's pretty much what everybody looks at. Um I'm trying to look and see if he's, he's he, he, this, the guy like speaks at every freaking college in the world, man. He's just, he's been doing this shit for like 50 years. Um, <laughs> so I'd say anything by Phil Roth. That's what I would say. That's what, that's where I got it from. And uh, Valley the God, obviously. Yeah, definitely check out Valley's work. Um, he actually, this is a two part question. He wants to know our favorite movies about finance. And uh, me personally, obviously, Big Short, that's going to be on everybody's list. And then uh, check out Billionaire Boys Club. That's, that's one of my favorites as well. The original E or the new one with all the pretty boys in it? I, I watched the new one. I didn't even know there was an original. Of course you didn't because you're 22 years old. This was a big <laughs> deal back in the 80s, and they did a, a mini series on it. If you can, go find the original. It had some of the Billionaire Boys Room? Club. Billionaire Boys Room? Billionaire Boys Club. I have no, I have never heard uh, of it. To answer that, you can't beat Wall Street. Um, I probably watch Wall Street maybe once every two or three months. Uh, underrated pick is Quicksilver. Uh, we, we By the way, it's why I became uh, a broker. Uh, Quicksilver? You were no, a bike messenger? Wall, uh, Wall Street. Street. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, the sequel is absolute trash. Um, it's just, Horrible. It's, it's not even Horrible. worth watching. Uh, you got your classics, Boiler Room, if you want a little bit more degeneracy. And by the way, my brother worked for the actual uh, company that that movie was based on. Mm. Um, yeah, the, but those are my go-tos. Wall Street is, is a perfect film. And there's a lot of things. You guys know how much I, I love Lou Mannheim. In his quotes, um, I, I adhere to those daily. And I think those were attributed directly from Oliver Stone's father. That's just a guess, but Oliver Stone's dad was a broker. And I have a feeling some of that stuff was written in that, that he heard his dad say, and that's Lou Mannheim's character in the film. Hal Holbrook. Yep, Hal Holbrook, Mr. Deep Throat himself. Uh, 2001 Kentucky Derby, that's where I was hanging out with, brother. All right, where do you see oil stocks like UCO by year's end? Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but when we first started this podcast, uh, Big Daddy here was pushing a little ETF called OIH. Uh, OIH at that time was trading uh, at about 190. It's at 234.50 uh, with a 1% yield. Oil is going to continue to go up if you look at it. It's probably going to hit 300, 310 at some point, um, especially with all these problems in the world. Uh, Russia, you throw in the Middle East. It, yeah, oils are still a great buy. I, I like XLE better, though. I've told you guys, uh, what, two months ago I started pushing yeah. XLE? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because that has a few energy companies involved also. Uh, but OIH, XLE, you can't go wrong with either one of them. Both ETFs. All right. Um, new to crypto, but do you consider VET, Matic, ADA good choices to hold for a few years? Also, is Binance good to use? Uh, Absolutely on, on Matic and ADA. I mean, and, even VET, everything you listed is a quality yeah. project. Yeah. And again, this is what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see the gap narrow um, with, with uh, I don't know about BNB, but I definitely think that the Ethereum is going Ethereum is going to narrow the gap with Bitcoin. And I see these, these, these projects like Matic and ADA um, doing the same thing. That's my fear is that Bitcoin, it's not my fear. I just feel like Bitcoin can only be the biggest kid in town for so long. Well, I think Ethereum, I mean, of course <laughs> I say Ethereum, I just took my Ethereum and I bought more Rena and I bought Rena and the second I bought it, I think it dropped 50%. Like I'm the kiss of death when it comes to altcoins. When, when, when Howie buys altcoins, they just drop. And by the way, if you guys, I'm not currently trading um, uh, shit coins, but the DGen thread on the, the Cash Daddy's Discord, I've seen some of those guys post their winnings. And it is fucking phenomenal what they do. Now, keep in mind, I don't know. Yeah, if you can figure them. out how to buy them. Uh, we've been over this. It's not that hard if you put your toolbox together. The yeah. problem is, if you're going to trade this stuff, are you willing to put in the work? Because you literally need to be in front of your computer 24 hours a day or do it in a team fashion with a partner or you're going to miss the, you know, the, the peaks and valleys. So I don't recommend trading them unless you have the time to do it. Um, I think somebody else mentioned they're like, what's the best drug? Yeah, Not named uh, crack cocaine to fucking trade altcoins. Mm -hmm. There isn't one. That's what you need. Actually, it is a uh, blue chew. Yeah. <laughs> use, There's no good cash at checkout. Yep. Coked By the way, fellas, hold on one <laughs> second. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. Now we just stood up. Coked out with a rock horde boner and crypto burn. Sounds like the fucking trifecta of death to me. You're uh, not sure what to do. Go with Blue Chew. Did you order some? No, I got it in the mail. And by the way, I only have one left. I gave four out at the bar tonight. Oh Making new friends. That's what no, I was like, guys, I don't know what it does. It may kill you, but it's Blue Chew. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get, you're going to definitely catch wood. You know, you guys got farm animals up here. It's all good. Oh, boy. And right. I'm the weirdo. And I'm the weirdo because I have cats. Yeah, Go you ahead. are the goddamn weirdo. Uh, we have a we have a few more uh, fun ones. Uh, when Sam cashes in for millions, will he treat himself to a jacket made from genuine lizard's person skin? Not only will the 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 jacket have genuine what was it Li lizard skin? Genuine lizard person skin. Le yeah, but he will also um, uh, have uh, a necklace. You remember how Billy Bob Thornton had Angelina Jolie's blood in there? It'll have. Adrenochrome around the neck. I would oh, suspect. <laughs> I can't remember if that's bad or good in the conspiracy world. He's but. gonna have amphibious uh, <laughs> jizz dropping from his eyelids. Okay, next question. Uh, do you know how cats cough up hairballs? Do the same things come out of Chris Neff's ass? Hey, here's the thing. Of course uh, they do. <laughs> well, why would you think anything different? We've talked enough about my my ring on this show. And fur balls are, are, are the last thing that are flying out of my ring, okay? They're all, they're, I can see them on the repaired. wall behind you. It's been surgically repaired, and we're beyond that now. So let's move forward. 
All right. Uh, here's another one. How does Neff keep his house from smelling like cat shit and piss with four cats? I don't cats? know. E, why don't you move out there and tell us? Hold on. He said with four cats, which I know is three, mm-hmm. the house has to stank. No, it doesn't because my cats are classy and uh, we never have any issues inside the house except for um, cat puke, which is easily laundered. But I don't have cats that piss in the house. They're well-trained. Um, they have their own room um, that they shit in. It's my office. And I just don't go go in there. But we keep that litter box tight, man. Does um, that does that mob style phone right behind you still work? Oh no, it's not the mob style phone. You know what this is? This is the the misery style phone that uh, that that Paul or James Con uses to fucking smash Kathy Bates's face in. That's beautiful. That yeah, I, I'm gonna let you guess. Do you think it still works? <laughs> Uh, can you, this is a real one, actually. Can you explain more about ETFs and mutual funds? Maybe tell us, tell us some ETFs, mutual funds you guys are in. What are the best ones that we can throw money at and not pay attention to as much as stocks and crypto? So here's the big deal. And this is what you got to learn. The huge difference between an ETF and a mutual fund is that a mutual fund, you should probably buy within your IRA 403B or 401k. Uh, because you're not going to get smacked with extra fees. If you buy a mutual fund outside of those entities, you're going to get hit with fees. From a financial Um, planner. An ETF actually trades like a stock. You buy an ETF, you sell an ETF like a stock. So if you you have Fidelity, Ameritrade, Charlie (coughs) Schwab, you're going to get hit with, I don't know, what the hell, seven, eight dollars every time you, you buy and sell it. Not a fucking mutual fund. And here's the other thing. An ETF, like I say, it trades like a stock. A mutual fund usually has 50 to 200 different stocks in it. So if if a couple stocks within your mutual fund go up within a year and they gain capital gains, you got to pay those capital gains if you own that thing outside an IRA, baby. You have to pay capital gains on mutual fund. Mutual, there's some great mutual funds. If you got a 401k, 403b, IRA, there's some awesome mutual funds, and I suggest you 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 invest in that. Not outside a tax deferred investment. Absolutely. I I have a, a Northwestern mutual fund. I never even look at it. Um, I hold BLOK, which is an ETF. I hold ArcW, which is an ETF. I hold ArcK, which is an ETF. Both of those Kathy Woods products. So I'm extremely happy with them. Uh, but that's that's a large portion of, uh, of my money that I just don't touch. All right, uh, three more. Um, <laughs> sexual blowtorch sixty eight wants to know. I want to know how how he got that tick bite. Was he rolling around in the grass with all of his boomer stock certificates? <laughs> I was. Uh, I kind of was actually. I mean, not far. I was. I was mowing a lawn. Then I I got like a this like weed whacker I got from like 1978 weighs like 130 pounds, which is this is this is how you get pipes like this. So uh, I was literally outside and 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 the tick that I got was right here. I had no idea, um, but you know what? Tick's not gonna like it's not gonna like set me off course. Just gonna like you, you know, know you you the readers could give uh, Mr. Deward all the shit they want, but Howie, thanks to you and me chasing your Ford call, I have my biggest gainer of the year so far at 189% bagger on that. So 
you know, I, I say tread with caution when you're giving Howie shit when it comes to these boomer stocks. If you want to make money, I'm going to toss it because I like where Chrissy and I right now with Airbnb I, on the bad news. I like it more. I know. I was going to actually advise people that. I know. I almost bought more. Why on the bad news? Because this is a blip on the radar. This is a, this is, I'm telling you guys, IBM, Airbnb, I, I spend a lot of hours looking at hundreds of different stocks. And I go through, I look at fundamentals, I look at technical, and I, I look at a lot of different things. And Airbnb and IBM, Jesus Christ, those are two that I really like, man. I like them a lot. All right. Um, what do you consider as fundamentals of a company when you guys say the company has good fundamentals? Uh, most importantly, good management, uh, uh, good reputation. Um, uh, not laying off a ton of people, but not like hiring, hiring billions. There's still a lot of growth involved. Um, more, most importantly, good product, man. Yeah, you got product, a company with a product, good product, good product, management, product, good reputation, reputation that's management and uh, balance sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then of course, something that doesn't have an obnoxious PE like Tesla, you know, um, yeah, it's gotta be, it's, it has to be, it has to be, and you know, and, and, and I will say this, I remember back in the day when Amazon had a 400, it had a ridiculous PE, but the business model, people are like, this is the future. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. People are going to start ordering everything. This was in the nineties. So a good business model. Um, if, if there's a model and you're like, yeah, this makes sense. This is what I'd like to invest in. And there's nothing better than I've heard like normal Joe say, you know, I went to the grocery store today and I bought this, or I went to a hardware store, I bought this and God, it was so easy. It made sense. You got to listen to that because that could be a company for the future. All right. Um, two more, seriously, two more. If market volatility persists, are you guys going liquid or playing the stocks on the way down? That goes for crypto as well. Are you guys moving crypto into stable coins or just hold it? Hold on. Repeat the question. If the market vol volatility persists, are we yeah. going liquid? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um, like I said, I think this, this, this goes We're going to, all in baby. This just goes to the question of, are you going to try and time time anything? And no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but as far as, am I going to play anything down? You have to be able to be prepared to either sit tight or uh, be bearish. And you, you, you I mean, I guess I'm confused with the question. Guys, if we get volatile, if the market gets really volatile, we're going to be on here every, that's where you make money, man. I mean, when there's, when, when stocks are going up and down and you can actually trade the VIX, uh, we won't get into it tonight, but no, when the market gets volatile, that that's when you can actually make money. That's a good thing. Yeah. I guess just to circle back, I'm not going to uh, go to cash and try and get back yeah. in. That's I've done that before and it doesn't work and it doesn't work. Uh, I've done that. And then I try and get back in. I'm like, fuck, I missed it. So. Right. And uh, last one, how many cats could a Chris Neff Neff, Chris Neff could Neff cats? 39, 39. That's from cat queens actually. So. 39. You can't 39. mess with cat queens. I'm not going to lie. Like down. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. If, if I had everything I wanted in my life, um, and the money was no issue. 
uh, I would have a, a cat sanctuary somewhere where, you know, cats could roam free and, um, you know, just, you know, maybe on a ranch, you know, here's the thing. Cats bring me so much joy and uh, there's nothing better than checking their mouths for cat breath after, you know, you spend $400 to get their teeth cleaned and knowing that what? it was a success. So I guess what I'm saying is I would be checking 39 different cat mouths and their breath on a ranch somewhere in Montana if money wasn't an issue. What the <laughs> fuck? That's your fucking final answer? <laughs> Do what makes you happy, brother. It makes me <laughs> Jesus happy. Jesus Christ. It makes me happy. I, don't get me wrong. I love cats. I love them. Well, wouldn't pussy's, you want more if you could have them? Yeah, pussy's good too. But uh, let's move on. That's it. That's it. I think I'm. I think we're gonna leave it weird. <laughs> that is goddamn weird. That is as weird as we can possibly get. Just go put a diaper on and make yourself some fucking ice cream. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, guess oh, I, I don't think that's fair at all. To put a diaper on? I think right now you putting a diaper on and just open up a couple cans of tuna and eat some chocolate. That'd be like a normal thing right now. I don't think it'd be, I think it'd be, a, that's fine. You've never smelled a, a, an animal's breath before. Is that what you're telling me? I've smelled a few animals' breaths before. I, Purposefully I, is what I'm I saying. I went to Cortland State, kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single woman that went there. Yeah, I, I've smelled a few. Uh, yeah, and they've smelled mine. We've. It, it's like dogs sniffing each other's asses. There's no different. It's the same thing. Okay. But Jesus okay. Christ, the the cat ranch? What the fuck? Where'd that come from? It's 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 called dreams. All I can picture is you and like a couple dudes dressed up in clown suits with like big red noses, just walking around like petting cats. I don't know. It's not a rodeo, Howie. Uh, to me, it seems like a rodeo. It seems like a rodeo. It would like be a cat, cat sanctuary, the where the cats have the freedom to do whatever they want because they're not on the street, they're not in a shelter. And, you know, going to be euthanized and they can just do whatever they want, you know, instead of like being put to sleep because of population control. Don't you ever don't you ever just see like a dead cat on the side of the highway and just be like, fuck, that doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Only when I'm trying to hit them. (laughs) I don't know. We should have just left it weird. (laughs) Now it's just gotten dark. Maybe I can. All right, we'll leave it. You know what? You know what? Our readers have spoken, E. They want the real raw cast. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't go do surgery on Howie admitting that he's a, a cat murderer. Actually, you, you know it. what? That was a joke because that's all they and I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never owned a dog. I had a cat named Mickey for 17 years that slept with me every night, and I'm not gonna lie to you. And you never smelled that cat's breath on purpose. Never, you fucking freak. That's like sniffing your own. That's like rubbing your balls and like sniffing it. I don't do that shit either. I don't, I don't do I, that. I, that's gross. Well, it's the same shit. No, now. it's not. It's your balls versus the cat's mouth. I lived with this cat for 17 years. And I never was like, come here, Mickey. Can I smell your it breath? Never oh, yawned and you, it never yawned and you were just like. No, never. You <laughs> fucking whack job. Ever. You, you, 
you know, fucking Jesus Christ. No, open up your freezer. I want to see the heads right now. You're open the one that's freezer. got dead animals that you're holding on to, all right? You know what? Your cat would your cat would die right now for this. Your cat would yeah, die would. for this right now. He would it die. Would. It would, but I've been over this. I sign contracts when I adopt cats and they're not allowed to go outside. Well, if you had a, like a, a closed in, an enclosure, would you let them out? You don't, you're not one of those guys that declaws them, do you? No, God, no. That's the thank whole thing. I would never you. declaw. Thank you. I don't like that shit. Yeah, no, I would never declaw. I, um, I, would, ha I would have a catio if I felt comfortable um, leaving, leaving them outside for long periods of time without, you know, me around. But I feel like if I built a catio and they knew it was there and I wouldn't allow them to go in it, because I was like running around doing something, then they would just, they build up a resentment towards me. So I don't want to own a catio until I know that I can let them go roam in it anytime they want. And I Chris, just think, yeah. I got a cat when I was 10 years old <laughs> and I'm not making this up. You know how old the cat lived to be? 38. No, 23. Yeah, well, hey, my friend's got a, a cat named Salty and it made it to 29 and a half. I named my cat Mickey after Mickey Mantle. Okay, well that's cool. Well, so I, I named I, mine after I, mom. I I after my that. mom. I I didn't name my cat after my mom. That, you know, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. God damn it. You name your cat after your mom. Your mom? Yeah. All right. You know. It's fun. Listen, I'm going to give you my girlfriend's card. She's a shrink. Just talk to her. I don't want. She'll never tell you what happened. Just talk to her things will get better just she's a shrink and like don't worry i gotta leave she kicks me out of the apartment when she has i gotta leave for six hours guys i'm gonna go ahead and call that uh it was a great episode again i want to remind you all i will be at the well supporting sam tripoli uh this saturday night there's two shows we got an early show doors are at 5 30 for the 6 30 and then doors are 8 30 for the 9 30 so come on out. I know uh, Ralph Ganestein's going to come out, a couple other people. Come out and introduce yourself. Uh, I'll have some merch to sell. Um, and we're, we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a, a great time in Baco. And I haven't been up in Baco um, for probably six months. How it's far like, is that from you? Like two and a half hours. That's, that'd uh, be a good time. But I, I have a lot of fun every time I go up there. So it'll be nice to see some familiar faces. So come out and see us. How are you got any gigs uh, this weekend? I, I did... Fucking A. I did two. What's today? Wednesday. I did two Monday. I did two last night. Woo, they were great, great crowds. And yo, New York City is coming back. We've had some, we have had some amazing crowds. And, uh, you know, I'll probably be back there in a week or so. Okay. E, you got anything you need to let us know about? Yeah, I just did. Two, I just produced two shows for Josta. We interviewed the Zach Myers. He's one of the singers for Shine Down. And we also interviewed Chris Camozzi, former UFC veteran, and he's fighting in the PFL uh, today. So when you guys see this, he'll be fighting okay, tonight. Okay, cool. So check out, uh, I forgot, what's Jamie's podcast called? Uh, one's called The Josta Show. One's called Fight Buddies Podcast. Perfect. And um, check out uh, Broken Simulation and Tinfoil Hat as well. And E, get us out of here. And don't make it about cats, please. Oh, fuck, you ruined it. <laughs> Shout out to all the cat sanctuaries and Western Wyoming with Chris Neff Farm. <laughs> <laughs>